Blog Talk Radio. Praise the Lord from whom all blessings flow. God bless you. This evening today is Tuesday, the 4th of August. Wow, we're already almost three quarters full through the year 2020. And what a year it has been, my God. Hallelujah. What a year. We're talking about 2020 vision. I hope that your vision, your focus has been on Christ, because if it's on this pandemic, if it's on the things that are happening in this world, my God, what hope do we have? Uh, Yes, God, but we thank God for those whose hope is in God. God, we do thank you when we bless you for your mercy. We bless you for your goodness. We bless you, my God, for your grace. Uh, Yes, God, your love wherein you have loved us and made us sick to be partakers of your divine nature. Thank you that you've saved us from destruction, uh, that you've redeemed our lives and are redeeming us even more, God. Thank you for your spirit that lives on the inside. Thank you, Holy Spirit. We thank Christ for his blood and his sacrifice. We pray that the words of our mouths and the meditations of our hearts would be acceptable in your sight tonight. In Jesus' name, our God, we bless you. Thank God. Good evening. God bless you. This is Reverend Aaron Williams. This is DTW Ministry broadcasting right here from where we are in Northeast Philadelphia. And we thank God. Wow, what a storm that we had this afternoon. I thought the building was going to blow down. But thank God, hallelujah, that he kept us even through a storm. That right there preached by itself. God kept us through the storm. We want to get started because I know I send out a few hits for our topic tonight. In time of a pandemic, stay clean. Uh, yeah, that, 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 that's the topic. Stay clean, my God. You hear it all over the, the, the media. You hear it from all of our medical staff. You're hearing it from the government. Things that we have to do to stay clean. In time, <laughs> pandemic. Stay clean. So before we get there, I I, I wrote some things down that I really wanted to share tonight um, about my vision. And and when I said my vision, um, I I went into a building. You know, all my life I I always wore glasses. Even before I needed glasses, I used to wear glasses because glasses made me, to me, look smarter. Glasses to me made me look more fashionable. Now that I have to wear them, I don't want to wear them, but now that I have to wear them, and I I don't like um, contact lenses. So I wear glasses, and I used to wear glasses all the time. The problem is that when my eyes began to go bad, when I would wear my fashionable sunglasses, when I moved from place to place, when I drove, when I read, I I had to take off my sunglasses because I couldn't see with them more. I, I, I mean, I, I might have looked good in, in my own mind. I, I, I might have looked fashionable, but the, the truth was with the glasses that I had on, <laughs> my God, with the glasses that I had on, I could not 
seat. And, and then what happened, I got into the habit of carrying two pair of glasses, the glasses I needed to see, and my glasses that I thought was my cool glasses, my, my mirror shades, you know, my, my foster grants, you know, my, my, my wraparounds, my glasses that I had that made a statement that, that, were, that were up to date, that were trendy. I wore because they looked good, not because I, I actually wore them because I needed them, because the glasses, the fashion glasses didn't have a prescription in it. But what happened as I got older, I found out that you can get these same glasses with the prescription. And here came the revelation for me, because now, although I was still carrying two pair of glasses, the truth is I only needed to carry one. And one day I went inside and I still had on my shades, but I didn't think about it because I could still see clearly in the building. My God, I, I, I'm getting happy because I already know where I'm going. I, I just need you to stay with me just for a few more minutes right there. I could see clearly, and it wasn't until I began to notice, I'm wondering why are the lights in this building so dim? Why in the middle of the day, why do they not have the lights turned all the way up? Isn't this a church? Isn't this a sanctuary? Why is it dark in here? It was then that I recognized and remembered I didn't have to change my glasses anymore. My shades had a prescription. What I said, a lot of us are seeking each other are seeing the world, are seeing the church through a different colored lens, my God. A lot of us are seeing things through our own perspective. A lot of people are seeing things through our own ability, and we need God, my God. We need God to clear our perspective. We need God to clear our vision. We need God to remove the blinders of color, of barrier, of racism, of division, of discrimination out of our way that we may see clear. I was able to go into a building and see in my own ability. I was able to go in a building and not have to change out my glasses because that which was fashionable, that which was comfortable for me, I had so adapted to what I needed that I no longer needed to change. A lot of us are so religious that we have lost the purpose of conversion. A lot of us are so churchy that we've lost the necessity of true salvation. We've lost the need Savior because we think we're good as we are. Y'all ain't going to help me, but I'm going to help myself because I see people that greet you with a smile, but on the inside, they don't like it. You can feel. I know that God gives us true discernment, but he gives us true discernment. Why? Not because we can point the finger. Not that we can talk about people, but because we have to find where we you and I that want more of God have to clean our heart, have to clean our conscience, have to clear our minds. I was upset with God. Why do I have to clean myself? Why do I? They're the ones wrong. Why am I the one crying? They're the ones that did the 
offense. Why am I the one that feels like I'm the one going through the pain? Why can't I lash back out, God? Why can't I take my comfortability and tell them off? Why do I have to deny myself? And I heard the Spirit say, because in time of pandemic, stay clean. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. And what we don't recognize is that at the beginning of time, even in the book of Genesis, when sin entered the human family, hallelujah, their pandemic became a part of mankind's nature. Pandemic of sin, if you don't know. I, I told Rob, I told Pastor Toy, I got about 15 minutes of word in it because I know this is a quick word. In time of pandemic, stay clean. We're looking for an easy out. We're looking for the place where we stop turning our cheek. We're looking for a place where we now have a voice to fight back. But I want to tell you something, child of God. I'm not talking to the world right now. I'm talking to the Christian. If you fight your own battles, the Lord will not fight for you. I'm going to say that again. If you fight for you, God will not fight for you. And I'm not talking about to be a devil man and let people walk over you and just do anything that they want to do, but there has to be a surrender to the will of God for the child of God. What does that look like? We don't want to have conversation on what that looks like. I heard Dr. Tony Evans this morning, and he read, I'm going to read a few scriptures out of the book of Hebrews, the 12th chapter. Hallelujah. And I'm going to read from verse 24, and I'm going to read down to verse 29. And it says, and Jesus, the mediator of the new covenant, and to the blood of sprinkling that speaketh better things than that of Abel. We know the story of Cain and Abel because Cain's sacrifice was of the earth. But although Abel's sacrifice was of Acceptable to God The sprinkling of blood It says here in verse 4 Yet we have Better things than that Of Abel See verse 25 That you refuse not him that speaks For if they escape not Who refuse him that Speak on earth Listen to this How much more Shall not we escape If we turn away from him that speaks, my God, I can feel that thing down in my spirit. God, God of the universe, God of creation, God of heaven and earth, God who has and owns the cattle and the thousands, God the creator, God the sustainer, my God, God the great idea, God the healer. Ah, how can we Turn away from he that spake from heaven. Verse 26, whose voice then shook the earth. But now he had promised, saying, yet once more I shake not the earth only, but heaven also. In the time of this pandemic, 
You're wondering what's the trouble. You're wondering what's the distress. You're wondering what's the despair. It's like God has pulled a pandemic in our health. This is what I got from Pastor Tony Evans today. He's pulled a pandemic in our culture. He's pulled a pandemic racially. He's pulled a pandemic justice through our justice system. Why? <laughs> that the only thing that may remain is the kingdom of God. It's, it's the child of God. Will the real child of God please Stand up. Verse 27, and this word gets once more signified the removing of those things that are shaken as of things that are made, that those things which cannot, my God, oh, yes, God, we stand on a true foundation. Our foundation is Jesus the Christ. Listen, I want to read that again from the beginning of 27. And this word, what, what word are you talking about? The word that was spoken from heaven, yet once more signify the removing of those things that are shaken. God is shaking that everything that can't stand, everything that's not on a good foundation, everything that's not on a sure foundation, everything that's not on the true foundation, as of things that are made, that those things which cannot be shaken may remain. God is shaking our very existence, that the only thing that remains is his glory. The only thing that remains is his word. The only thing that remains are those that are faithful and standing on the true foundation. In First Corinthians, say, no other foundation can any other man lay than that which has been laid. Jesus, the Christ, my God. Wherefore, verse 28, be receiving a kingdom which cannot be moved, let us have grace. Let us have the wherewithal. Let us have the ability whereby we may serve God acceptably with reverence and godly fear. I told you I got about 15 minutes, and, and I'm already out your way. But when we look at what God is doing, people are in trouble. People are in trouble financially. People are in trouble socially. People are in trouble their health. People are in trouble because of the color of their skin. People are in trouble geographically. People are in trouble. But I want to speak to you that are calling on the name of Jesus. If you're reading your Bible, if you've been studying, if you've been praying as you want, you recognize that every child of God, every man of God, every woman of God, they had the opportunity to stand in time of crisis. Were, yeah, they were afraid. God had to tell Joshua, listen, be strong and very courageous. Be strong and be courageous. Courage is not the absence of fear. You don't need to be courageous if you're brave and you don't have fear. 
you don't need to be courageous if there's no fear. You just do it because hey, you have the heart to do it. But courage does not deny fear is present. But courage says, this is what I'm going to do despite the fear, despite the devil, despite the opposition. I'm going to do what God said to do because that which is shaking. It's shaking me, even when we think of the partaking of the shaking, which would, would remove those things that are movable, where those things that cannot be shaken will remain. Remind me again of the goldsmith, where the furnace is turned up. And the furnace is turned up, and the gold begins to shine. But as the heat turns up, dross, dirt comes to the top. And the goldsmith takes the ladle and scoops the dirt off. And he turns the fire up. For a while, the gold shines, but then it begins to get dull on the top as he stirs it again. And more dirt and dross comes to the top. And he continues that process. So as he gets the fire as hot as he can, no more film comes to the top. Every turn of the label still shines as pure gold. Listen, God is going to make us into vessels of honor. But there has to be a willingness on your part to do what God says do. Listen, you can do it with him. <laughs> he's going to do it with your consent. <laughs> oh my God! Oh, he's going to do it without you. And, and I don't want to say without your consent, because God, the Spirit of God, is a gentleman. He will not force Himself on you. But the things that come about in your life, if you are a child of God, is to bring you to a place where you can say, "None of these things move me. Trouble will come." My God, situations will come. Disappointments will come. Heartbreak will come. Listen, life will come. A lot of people come to Christ. They come to God. They come to church with the misconception that trouble is over. But I want to tell you that trouble uh, don't last always. But trouble comes if you're a child of God. Trouble comes that what that which is right, that which is perfect, that which is mature, that which needs strengthening can begin to get built in the character. Listen, in the in the natural world, what man does is they look for talent. They they want to build a team. They 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 look for talent. They they look for the person with the most that most computer savvy. They they that technical literacy. They they look for those who have a higher vocation that are educated. Why? To build a better team. And they put these people that are technical together and they begin to understand and find out though these all had doctorate degrees and they were all professionals and had a certain level of expertise in their field, in their field of study. They did not make good teams working together. They, they, they did not mesh well. They, they did not fit right. They wanted to know. They, they had the best of the best, 
on this team, why are they still unsuccessful? Because they focused on the wrong strengths. They focused on the wrong things. They focused on those things that were temporal because skills, skills direct behavior for a known situation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Before I, I go to the gym, well, not me, I go to the gym and I work out so because I know that as I practice working out, it gets my body tuned that when certain situations come up, I have the stamina to endure because skills are directed or direct behavior for a known situation. You can teach a person how to ride a bike. You can teach a person how to drive a car, but you can't teach a person how to love. You, you can't teach a person how to have compassion. These things come from the outside of us. They, they come from God, where God dwells now on the inside, where we find we have to die. We have to clean ourselves. We have to deny ourselves that the light of Christ may come through on the outside. You know the old song, something on the inside, working on the outside, bring about, brought about a change in our lives. We look so much for quantitative when God wants us to look for qualitative. Qualitative, yeah. Measuring by the quality. Not by the amount. In the book of Daniel, they prayed. And he said, listen, God, it's not the ability. It, it, it's not how well we are, God. It, it's not how well we do. It, it's not how good we can do. But it's because, God, of your tender mercy. It, it, it's because, God, of your loving kindness. It, God, it's because of you. And this is the platform where we as Christians have to get collectively to recognize that it's not our talent. Yes, God has given us gifts. And listen, I'm going to tell you, I'll be the first to tell you, he's expecting a return on his deposit in you. That's why and where to whom much is given, much is required. You have a book in you. You better start writing. You have a song in you. You better start singing. You have a practice in you. You better start working. You have a business in you. You better start producing. You have an idea in you. You better start sharing. As Cal, Brother Calvin shared with us a few days ago, that Miles Monroe said that the richest and wealthiest place in the world is the graveyard. Full of ideas that never came to fruition. I want to challenge every child of God, every man, every woman that's on this broadcast, on this line, listening around this globe tonight. Challenge you that works in you to bring it to the forefront. To bring, I want you to start writing. I don't care if you just write the title of the book. Start writing. That book. I don't care if it's just the melody of the song. Start humming that song. You have voice memo on your phone, keep it next to your bed. That when you wake up and you're humming a tune, pick up your phone and hum it in your phone. 
Don't try to wait. Listen, I'm, I'm telling you something here. <laughs> what I know, don't try to wait till the morning and say you'll sing it in the morning. That song will be gone. That thought, that book will be gone until the next time it comes around, which may be months, may be days, may be even years. Telling us, and I'm jumping back now <laughs> to the topic, stay clean. Wash your hands often. When I thought about that thought this morning, I was sitting at my desk at work, and I looked at my hands. I said, God, what can I say? Today? What, what, what can I say? I have no idea. And I did something where I was like, oh, man, I got to go wash my hands. And that quick, the Lord dropped. Stay clean. I have a bottle with a trigger sprayer on my desk of 90% alcohol. <laughs> Every time something happens, I'm spraying alcohol everywhere, in the air, on my legs, on the chair, on the computer. I'm surprised that computer ain't short-circuited by now. It must have alcohol. I'll be spreading and spraying on that thing. But every time, stay clean. My second challenge to you, child, about how often do you repent? Do you repent just from known sin? Do, do you repent all day? I mean, you walking around, God, my mind, God, have mercy. God, cleanse my thoughts. God, cleanse my appetites every time an evil thought, every time an idle thought, every time some wrong or irrational behavior comes up. Are you tender enough? Are you in tune enough? Are you humble enough? Say, God, forgive me. That I missed it that time. That, that I said the wrong thing. That I looked the wrong way. That I reacted the wrong way. God, that I felt the wrong way. That I thought the wrong way. God, cleanse my thoughts. Cleanse me in the midst of this pandemic. Listen. The Bible tells us where well, a man says that he has no sin, lies, deceives, and lies to himself. Why? Because we have sin. Because why? Sin is in our members. But listen, child of God, you don't have to. Ah, yes, God. You don't have to sin because we have the Savior on the inside. Does that mean you're going to walk perfect every day? No. That doesn't mean you're going to walk perfect every day, but we're striving for perfection. We're striving for Christ's likeness. We're striving to be who he allows us to see. I know what I'm talking about because I know if you're praying, I know if you're in the Word, I know if you're in a Bible-preaching church that there are times you see yourself higher. You see yourself stronger. You see yourself more powerful. You see yourself praying more. You see yourself preaching more. You see yourself perfected. You don't see it. You don't see yourself with wings. You see yourself with jeans. You see yourself in a T-shirt. You see yourself in a ball cap. You see yourself in church attire. You see yourself just as you are now. Listen. John says, beloved, now are we the sons of God, and it does not yet appear what we shall be. What? We even want to be better than what we see now? Yes. We, we even want to be more perfected. Yes, we're going to have that glorified body. But right now, 
We're sons of God right now. We're children of God right now. Right, right now, we have the earnest expectation of the Spirit. Right now, we have a token of our God. Right now, we have the Spirit of the living God on the inside of us. Right now, we are partakers of his divine nature. Right now, ah, yes, God, the word of God says we're clean. We've been washed by water, by the word. Right now, we hold in him. Right now, we live and move and in him have our being. Right now, we have the deliverer on the inside. Our fear, and I said this the last broadcast, our fear is losing ourselves. Our fear is we think God's going to have us up and down in the middle of a major street in our city doing something that we believe is embarrassing. We, we believe God might turn around and make us do something that we don't want to do. So a lot of us don't surrender. Last month, when I ministered a month and a half ago, I still don't even like talking about when they killed our brother and knelt on his neck. I was so angry. I was so hurt. I was so upset. I, I was I was devastated to even see it. I thought about MMA and, and, and mixed martial arts. And I know that when they put people in a hole, they only allowed in a ring to hold for a certain amount of time. As soon as the ref sees the person goes limp, you have to let him go because anything else can possibly cause damage, maybe even worse. But to have someone kneel with their full body weight and stop the life-sustaining blood from flowing to a person's brain until they're dead. Sin does not discriminate. The difference between sin and skin is not just complexion. But by skin, the devil has deceived mankind by removing the word that connects us through sin. You say, what is that, Brother Aaron? What is that, preacher? Chin. K-I-N. We're all a part of the same family. We're all a part of the same household. And that is the household of God. Listen, God did not put us here to divide us by our looks. He did not send his son to die, to divide us by our race, by class. You know, some societies, they have what's called a caste. And in the caste system, the caste system says, my father was a doctor, so I get trained in my life and my family to
to be doctors. That's what we spend our money. That's where we invest it because my generation and my next generation are going to stay at that financial level. But if you're a trash man, if you're a poor person, you can never rise above your status, my God. What a plight to say, this is where I am. And regardless from this generation, my children, my children's children, and my great-grandchildren will never be able to rise above this station in life. What a tragedy to place a man. Christ came that you might have life. Is that you might have it more abundantly, but you have to come clean. You have to come to a place of brokenness. It, 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 it sounds to me so bad when I say it, but most of us are hard-headed. Most of us are rebellious. And I would say most of us have to come to a place of brokenness. You don't have to come to that place if you're just obedient, if you're just willing to do it God's way. I'm going to read Hebrews 20, 12, excuse me, 24, all the way through the end without stopping one more time. That's Hebrews, the 12th chapter, starting at verse 24. I'm going to read down, and I'm going to read even um, verse 29. It says, And to Jesus, the mediator of the new covenant, and to the blood of sprinkling that speaketh better things than that of Abel, even that you refuse not him that speaks. For if they escaped not who refused him that spake on earth, much more shall not we if we turn away from him that spake from heaven. Now it says speaker, that means he's continuing. He hasn't stopped speaking yet. Whose voice then shook the earth, but now he has promised, saying, yet once more, I will shake not the earth only, but also heaven. And this word, yet once more, signifies the removing of those things that are shaken as of things that are made, that those things which cannot be shaken may remain. Wherefore, we, receiving a kingdom which cannot be moved, let us have grace whereby we may serve God acceptably. What do you mean you can serve God Unacceptably, this word just came out to me. Acceptably, there is a way that seems right unto a man, but the ends thereof are the ways of death. But we want to be those whereby we may serve God acceptably. Listen with reverence and godly fear, for our God is a consuming fire. Child of God, as we walk through earth, God has put the challenge to each of us. 
Will they see Christ in you? God has put the challenge in each of our lives. Who will be Jesus for them? Every prophet of God, every man of God, every woman of God, when you read the Bible, the call was great. The need was great. The demand was great. The pain was great. The opposition was great. But someone said, I'll do it, God, as long as you go with me. Which brings me to my next to last challenge. As a child of God, you see the plight. You see the blight in our cities, in our streets, in our neighborhoods. Who will say, yes, God, I'll go. God, I'll allow you to cleanse me in areas that I've denied you from before. Psychologists say that men have the ability to compartmentalize their lives, where they keep emotions separate from events in their lives. They say women don't always have the ability to separate the emotion, but the emotion goes into a compartment separate. So when the event comes up, Everything that came with that event comes back. The emotion, the aroma, the attire comes back because we can compartmentalize our lives. God wants every compartment open, every secret, every hidden place in your heart, in your psyche, in your mind, those things that you didn't tell anyone. Talk to them. Talk to God. Tell God all about it. Let him cleanse you in every compartment. Let him cleanse you in every place in facet in your life. Let him cleanse you from the tragedies of your past, from the mistakes of your childhood. Let him cleanse you from the inside out. Listen, he's a God that not only heals, that not only hears, that not only saves, but he forgives. He's a cleanser. I want to tell you, he's a cleansing God. Verse 29 says, for our God is a consuming fire. My last and final challenge goes out to those who do not know Christ in the pardon of their sins. Maybe during this pandemic, you've been so distressed that you've recognized that your life has strayed away from God, that your commitment has not been as passionate as you desire it to be. You feel in your spirit that you've cooled off. Anybody who's done any type of sports, I know I used to play ball a lot, and while I was on the bench, uh, don't don't say nothing, Brother Rock. While I was on the bench, I would stand up and I would move my legs because I was ready to go back in the game and I did not want to cool off. 
Because when I cooled off, I would have to heat up again for things to flow the way that I desired them to. Listen, the word of God says, I wish that you were hollow or cold. But because you're lukewarm, I will spew you out of my mouth. The illustration I'll just give very quickly, then we'll do our call for salvation. The illustration just shows whatever condition, whatever I'm in. And I know I hear you scholars and you thinkers because, you know, doctors say now, don't drink ice cold water because it'll be a shock to your system. You want to drink water that's room temperature. But the thought of lukewarmness is that you're neither refreshing or refilling. You don't refresh me, neither do you revive me. You're just there. I came because I needed refreshment, but you wasn't cool enough. I came because I needed comfort. I needed warmth, but you weren't hot enough because you were lukewarm. I spew you out of my mouth. God calls us to make a decision. And the Bible says in the day that you hear my voice, don't be lukewarm. Harden not your heart. The day that you hear the call, that's the day to make the decision. Don't wait to go back to bury the dead. Don't wait to go back to take care of your family. Make the decision for God tonight. If that's you and you're on the line, you're saying, Brother Aaron, I've heard you. I've heard your message. And I want to give my life to God. If that's you, I'm going to repeat a prayer that I want you to repeat after me. I'm going to say a prayer that I want you to repeat after me. I want you to say it, and I want you to mean it. And as you say that prayer, the Bible says that God will do what you ask him to do. The Bible says in Romans 10, 9 and 10, that if we would confess with our mouth the Lord Jesus, our God, it's really simple, and believe in our heart that God has raised him from the dead, that we shall be saved. For with the heart man believes unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. What the scripture says, believes on him shall not be ashamed. I say, God, I believe on you. I believe your gospel. I believe the story of Christ dying, being buried, and rose on the third day. I believe in his blood for my atonement. God save me. Come into my life. Be Lord and Master of my life. And I'll live for you. 
all the days of my life. In Jesus' name. Amen. I'm going to pray for you guys. I do thank you. Thank you for this word that's going out of your mouth, God, that you have spoken. God, I pray, God, that the word that's going out has fallen on good ground, that it will bring forth fruit to your glory. Some 30, some 60, and some 100 fold. I pray for every man, every woman that repeated that prayer, that you would fill them, my God, in the name of to the day of redemption, stand up in them, that you would give them a tangible witness, uh, God, of your salvation. Bear and bore in them a hunger and thirst for you that can't be quenched by any other. In Jesus' name. Amen. I'm going to bring on our back, I'm about to say backstage, uh, behind the scenes, pastor and engineer, and they are going to come on um, in their perspective on respective places to give you information on how to correspond with Purpose Kingdom, um, how you can, um, you know, you know when, when they get on the line, they'll, they'll give you. Amen. God bless. <clears throat> all right. All right. Thank you so much, Mr. Uh, uh, Reverend Aaron, for um, uh the beautiful words you had uh, said earlier. This is a project of Purpose Cam Network, so real quickly, I'm going to go ahead and uh, give the announcements. I'd like to thank each and every one of you for joining us for tonight's episode, whether you're joining us on phone or via online. We'd like to thank you for your support and uh, continue to listen to us here at Purpose Cam Network, and don't forget to tell a friend. If you want to contact us here via um, email, you can contact us at purposekingdomnet at gmail.com where you can send your comments, questions, concerns. You can simply say hello or send a prayer request. We'd be glad to honor that. We're also on uh, Facebook. We, we uh, invite you to like us so you can see our upcoming shows and advertisements. Anytime you want to hear any of our past and previous broadcasts, you can go to www.blogtalkradio.com backslash Purpose Kingdom. We can just simply type in the host name or the show name, and you can hear that show in its entirety and at your convenience. And uh, please join us tomorrow evening with God's Will God's Blessing for The Dwelling Place, hosted by Sister Dominique Hudson. And once again, with God's will and God's blessing, we hope you join us tomorrow evening at the 9 p.m. hour for The Dwelling Place, hosted by Sister Dominique Hudson. Um, and any time you want to just hear any of our part, uh, podcasts, you can go to anywhere where they broadcast podcasts and just simply type in Purpose Kingdom, and you can hear your our, our podcast there also. Uh, with that being said, uh, that's going to be the end of the announcements, and I'm going to uh, be back on uh, Reverend Williams. Praise the Lord. Uh, Pastor Tori, uh, do you have any announcements or anything you want to share before I give the final words in the benediction? He might be still unavailable. Praise the Lord, praise the Lord, praise the Lord. I just thank and bless God for the word that has gone out this evening. I, listen, out of everything you said, I'm going to tell you what stuck with me. We are in the pandemic. You need to clean yourself up. And what I love is you're not just talking about soap and water. We got to get ourselves right with God, straight with God, in the right relationship with God, depending only on God, especially if you are looking at what's going on all around us. Because here's the thing, as upset as we all got with George Floyd being murdered, 
senselessly. And as much as we've accepted them taking down statues and changing the names of old name brands so that it wouldn't relate to slavery and taking down the names of different street signs, you know what they haven't stopped doing? They haven't stopped killing people senselessly. There was one, Breonna Taylor, and and I just saw the thing today where they killed another one. So you'll hear about that later on throughout the week. But I want you all to stay prayed up as the man of God has told us, Reverend Aaron. Thank you for allowing the Holy Ghost to use you as you always do. Awesome words this evening. The ministry is back in your hands. Praise the Lord. God bless you, Pastor. God bless you, Brother Rob. Again, I want to just encourage you that are listening you know, um, to, to, to take take advantage of these archives. I, I can't stress enough. I mean, I was watching, what was that? Why? I was watching something on Netflix. I must have went to sleep two times. I, I don't know. It, it had so many episodes. I, I, I played episode one when I woke up. It was on episode six. When I woke up, when I played another, played it, push play again because it came up. Do you want to continue watching? I was I said, yeah, but I haven't seen the last five episodes. And when I went back to sleep, when I woke up, it was episode 11. I was like, I hadn't, I thought I missed the whole thing. I had to start all the way back over at um, the first episode. But I see we have a caller. So, caller, you are on the air. This is DTW Ministries. God bless you. God bless you, Brother Aaron. And um, I have to admit um, it was a very heartwarming sermon that you had given, and I just wanted to say thank you very much, Chappie, also for uh, sharing that there had been another person that has been subjected to what the, uh, the, the killing of that had happened to the young lady a few weeks ago, um, and it had sparked all of this national concern and turmoil and the need to, you know, feel that the protesters to feel that they have to support what is right so they don't be next. Um, Also, I just wanted to say, um, to add to so many things that are going up against us in humanity, um, I'm not trying to, well, because of what you said about not being bitter, we have to remain, we have to definitely remain focused on uh, what God intended us, you know, for us to do as long as we humble ourselves enough to just make sure why people know why it doesn't pay to be bitter. It has all types of negative connotations. Last but not least, um, please take note to uh, the fact that this society is constantly transforming. Uh, Some of it's from the top down, and you'd be surprised who seem like they launch an attack on the people without even us understanding. For example, uh, they're talking about a cashless society. Never thought I'd see it, but uh, in the window at Rite Aid today, I saw a note that said, uh, please, and this is not the only um, business, please uh, have exact change because there's a national uh, uh, alert that uh, we are, they're running short of change and uh, small bills. Now, I only mention that because whenever we feel as though there's one problem that we try to divert, 
here come another, and it's not always coming from uh, the people out here they consider um, criminals in the street. So if we don't pay attention to that, uh, everybody is not anxious to jump on the cashless society. And I know they made so many transitions, especially during the turn of this century. You know, DVDs have replaced phonograph records, which replaced eight tracks, which replaced whatever, cassettes. And it's not nothing wrong with having an evolution, but what about taking into consideration a combination of things that people in society would also like to maintain? There's nothing wrong with cashless if the person chooses. But we have to understand we're being afflicted by one thing that we're being bombarded with one after the other, and we shouldn't have our children to suffer behind it as well. God bless you, and thank you for hearing me out. Oh, my name is Antonia Betts, and I do, you know, the uh, every third Sunday, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time show called Peripheral Visions. Didn't want to necessarily announce all that, but, you know, so you know, know who I am. Have a good last night. Amen. Thank you so much for your call. Listen, as we focus up on, you know, we we are not those that are so heavenly minded that we are or have become no earthly good. But God forsook or foresaw all this that would happen, and He still says, "Be strong." God foreknew everything that would happen, and he still said, you're more than a conqueror. When I look out and listen to my pastor, listen to those who God has put over me and in front of me as leaders, I hear all that God is saying for us to do. And if I could put it all in a synopsis and summary into one word, it would be higher. If it was one word, it would be greater. If it was one word, my God, it would be more. God is calling us more. We hear the words such a time as this, we hear the words never before seen. We hear the words never before like this. We hear the words first time ever. The Bible says there's nothing new under the sun. As we draw closer to that day, the devil will bombard you, will bombard us to try to keep your spirit off keel, keep your thinking off balance, keep your life off focus, get your eyes off Jesus, that he can hit you. That's why we have the bombardment. That's why we have the one thing after the other to try to bring you to a place of stress, bring you to a place of fear. 
bring you to a place of indecision and uncertainty, bring you to a place of no faith. For God, in Hebrews, says that he's provided something better for us, even in the beginning, is that we have a better covenant built on better promise. Ah, yes, God. Then those patriarchs that stop the mouths of lions escape the edge of the sword. Our weakness was made strong Escape the mouth of lions. My God. It says even that some died in the faith that they may receive a better resurrection. But it continues to say, but God providing something better for us. That they, who, they who? Those that did all these great things that we talk about in the hall of faith is what we call it. And I believe it's Hebrews chapter 11. Yeah, the hall of faith, Hebrews 11. Providing something better for us. Listen, that they without us should not be made perfect. We would think Daniel was perfect. We would think that Moses reached perfection. We would think that David was made complete. We would think that these men and women of God of old had it all together, but it says that they without us will not be made perfect. Listen, in eternity, they are adorning the Lord of glory. They are adorning him, the King of kings and the Lord of lords. But listen, child of God, be encouraged because they can't fully crown him until you and I get there, my God. Hallelujah. I hope you're excited about that. For we're looking on, hastening unto the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. And as our redemption draws nigh, the Bible encourages us. Look up. David said it like this, I will lift my eyes up to the hills from where my help comes from. My help comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. God, we do thank you. We bless you for a purpose kingdom. Thank you for Pastor Toy. Thank you for Brother Rob. Thank you for Sister Antonia. God, those that are listening, God, thank you for every hearer of your word, listener on this broadcast. God, I pray in the name of Jesus, God, your blessing upon Purpose Kingdom, upon Blog Talk, God, upon Pastor Chappie, upon Brother Rob, and even as they work behind the scenes with all of us on this network, God, I pray your grace upon them, your ability to excel in the name. Oh, Jesus, God, I pray that even through this evening, ah, that you would give them a tangible visit of your presence. God, and those that confessed you, that you would draw them ever closer. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you. Have a great night. 
We'll see you in church. Jesus led. He raised me, I will not lose. He saved me, I will not lose. I will not lose. Never wanna see me down, I will not lose. He saved me.